and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. And uh, file this one away and listen to it over and over again. Watch it over and over again because uh, where we have like a 10-day break here. This will be our, our last one till the Monday after Thanksgiving. Um, uh, now, isn't that Cyber Monday? I'm so sorry. Yeah, I can't fucking Brit, that's Cyber shit. Monday. We have to take Cyber Monday off. All right, let's come back on Tuesday because people are such a stupid people are they don't shop at all online at all until that day nobody knows why it's called cyber monday anymore but the reason it was is because there was a time when you only had wi-fi or you had internet at your office so the idea was that people would wait the entire weekend then come back to work and they would shop on monday and it was called cyber monday and again we've had to hold on to that even though that's no longer true anywhere in america but it doesn't matter it it doesn't matter. Got to do it's it. Still called that, and they'll still talk about that on every business show on cable TV. They'll, they'll they'll still go with it, and it actually goes right along with something we were talking about uh, in the green room before yeah. we got started. It's shit that can't ever be changed because it's always been that way. And the two examples are you have to have a colonoscopy only every 10 years. It's every 10 years and you must change your oil every 3000 miles, which that, that probably goes back to the 1930s. Who knows? Maybe Who knows when that one started. Yeah. Cause right? like, if you were taking like a 200 mile trip, sometimes you had to stop three times and put water in the radiator right. and all that other shit. Right. And, yeah. and the, the uh, ability of an engine to process and, and work with the oil in it is the same as it was when you had your 1936 Ford. It's the same. So it was kind of a, 3, it was kind of a ripoff from the oil companies. Shh, don't tell anybody. It was kind of bullshit from the oil companies to get you to buy more of their product. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I got a list here. And um, if I can just say at the top, Britt, I don't think anybody gives a fuck about us talking about Nancy Pelosi leaving her post at the head of the Democratic Party. No, but was, I don't care. You don't it was care. Classy and it appropriate, but I mean, it's so it's so weird to have a politician, particularly in the Trump era, who does something that's like classy and appropriate and just kind of steps out of the way. Yeah, doesn't do a look at me, Louie, and bitch, and have people go murder people or anything like that. I mean, that that's the unusual thing is just doing the most basic right thing. Is, is so weird. Right. Here are your choices. Uh, Facebook employees are stealing your shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the hidden Trump vote and the hidden vote for democracy. Yeah. Uh, is your 401k okay? Carrie Lake should go jump in a lake. Mm-hmm. Pence on CNN. Um, let's see. I can't read what I wrote there. Look at you. Oh, best headline. Can, can I just do this in, in an isolated? This is sure, sure, cool. sure. This is the best headline uh, I've seen uh, all about what, uh, uh, what what Trump said the other night. It comes from Rolling Stone. This is this, this just good, 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 good quality. Um, and it is 
you know, sometimes you have it and, 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 and sometimes, oh, it's mama, make America miserable again. Oh, M-A-M-A. Yeah. Make America miserable again. I think that's a winner. <laughs> I just think that's that's the Trump slogan. That should be the Trump slogan. Well, it should be all of our slogans. Yeah, true. It's not his slogan. Yeah. I guess it is his slogan, but yeah, we we can all get along. And they never they never settled on anything for that reelection thing in 2020 for Trump. It was always like, well, we're gonna is it make America greater? Is it keep America great? And they never could figure it out. And that's why Maybe they lost. That's- that that is the reason it it just didn't have good uh, sloganeering, good branding, Brit, and we just can't let that happen again. So that's why we're when you do that sort of thing in a campaign, uh, it seems like you're disorganized. Now I know that's the furthest thing from the truth when it comes to the Trump uh, campaign, but it seems like you're just disorganized and it's a clown car. Um, I, I would disagree with that. I would go with the uh, candidate quality issue. Ah, <laughs> uh, there we go. It's always fun. I'm I'm going I'm going with that with with uh with let's with trump there can we start what with the hidden uh trump vote uh that you that you espoused a moment ago one of your topics uh yeah you remember how they're always talking about how the reason that that trump was able to sneak through in those states that he just was able to sneak through and beat hillary clinton in the electoral college the wisconsin's the uh, Pennsylvania's, the Michigan's, as if there's a plural there, like I should say it that way. <laughs> there's two. There, well, there are two Pennsylvanias, really. That's really not incorrect. <laughs> yeah, there are. Yeah, there's the people that cheer for the Steelers and the ones who like the Eagles. <laughs> right? That's what you mean. Uh, but the the thing was, it was the shy Trump voter, right, who wouldn't tell the truth to the pollsters Mm-hmm. So it appeared that Hillary Clinton had these large leads, particularly, I think it was, was it Wisconsin where they had her up by 11 and, mm-hmm. and then she lost Wisconsin. And that was because uh, people just wouldn't tell the truth or they were quote unquote shy about showing their support for uh, Donald Trump. So fast forward here to the last few weeks and we had uh, a lot of the polling, almost all of it including that fucking piece of shit guy who runs the Trafalgar group. Have you ever seen this guy? The Trafalgar group? I don't know if I've yeah. seen that guy. I don't know. Ah, uh, Well, ch- ch- check it out. Just just Google it while we're talking. You'll see. Okay. He, he's, he hit it right once. This is like, uh, what's her name? Uh, you stock market fans, this is deep shit. Elaine Garzarelli, oh. she called the 87 crash, okay? Yeah. And she was able to have a career for about 20 years based on one correct call. And she never did it again. You've never heard of her. And Trafalgar uh, got it right in 2016. Are you talking about Robert Cahaley? Is that the film gentleman him. you're speaking of? That's the guy? That's him. And uh, a week and a half ago... It was going to be a red wave. He was one of the red wave guys. And well, you had to take him seriously because, you know, look, he, uh, oh, he's, this he's prick, gone against yeah. conventional blah, 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 blah. This uh, sack of shit shows up on TV in a bow tie. Yeah, he's a bow tie yeah. guy. He's a bow tie guy, which means, yeah, he's super extra. Just super. Right. right. So I think what happened this time is we had a hidden pro-democracy vote. People 
were loath to say or they didn't think it was cool to say that the reason that they were not going to vote for the Trumpy candidate in Michigan or in Arizona or in Nevada or Pennsylvania, they weren't going to say it's because they're pro-democracy and democracy was on the line. And they actually may have heard Joe Biden make what I thought and what you thought, what we thought were pretty good speeches, even though you know, they went nuts on Fox and uh, right wingers. Oh, this is so inappropriate. How dare he? People are having to pay more money for bread right now and, and gas. And all he's talking about is uh, uh, MAGA Republicans. Remember that? Remember that? There's a there's a picture of uh, Robert Cahaley arrested for illegal robocalls. If you're watching us live, uh, this is a South Carolina story from about 12 years ago. I maybe not be especially relevant, but I find it funny that fuckface got arrested. Yeah. Britt, everybody makes a mistake. Will you just get over it? Sure. Get over it. Get over it. Um, so, I, and I believe that's true. I, I believe that the issues that Democrats thought they were going to do well with beginning last summer with the uh, abortion rights issue which were trashed, conventionally wisdomly trashed, as, well, they've already forgotten about abortion. And uh, Americans aren't sophisticated enough to give a fuck about democracy. They don't know anything. All they care about is how much, how much money they can, they can make and save and spend and, 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 and buy shit, and inflation's hurting them, and that's all they care about. And the Republicans are really keyed in on those bread and butter issues, and the Democrats are ignoring it. And it turned out, much to my surprise but pleasure because I think it's fair to say that uh, there were a couple of these uh, Brad and Brit casts where I was pretty angry at the dumb white voters of America. Remember? After, so I have to eat it on that one because obviously it was a... Mm, it's a, a half that's a, that's a half eat. You don't, that's not a right. full eat. Exactly. And, and, and keeping in mind that you know these elections were razor thin and uh, it could have gone the other way, but it didn't. And when you get the same result all across the country, even if they're razor thin margins, you know, that's a big deal. It, it, it does count for something. So, okay. Well, let me, let me, let me interject something here because you're seeing all of the postmortem stuff and you're seeing how the GOP did this and how they almost blew. You've seen all these articles, right? You've seen all these process, I guess they're process stories or whatever. This is how, and now we're seeing, well, the internal polling was showing exactly what happened. The internal polling on the Republican side, here's what I suggest. How about we make the polling externally look a lot like the internal polling? How can we, surely to God, there is some son of a bitch that's doing internal polling now that can be hired away by people like, I don't know, the New York Times, Washington Post, well, anybody else, and just do whatever they're doing that shows what the result will really be and possibly have that for the public instead of a bunch of dickhead politicians. Well, I mean, is that is that way too much to ask? Well, the, the, but there's two sides to what you're saying here, which is, of course, uh, we'd be better served if we had more accurate public polling. Um, but I think it's always been true that the polling that we don't see that is conducted by parties that they don't reveal to the public is higher quality it's 
it's done with more money. It's they, they take bigger samples. They know exactly what they're doing, but more to what you said, that being true, that's even more pathetic that if the Republicans knew that the threat to democracy was the big one and it was sticking and what happened seven or eight times in, in, in prime time and in the afternoon during the January 6th hearings, it really did cut through when they were getting audiences of between 15 and 20 million over and over and over again. It did affect enough people on the margins, not just directly, but who would talk to each other or who would see the clips or uh, it would penetrate in. So the Republicans, what you're saying is they knew that, but they couldn't help themselves in campaigning on the issues that they did, the cheap and and easy things, which is, uh, let's just look at the last month's consumer price index. Well, that sucks. Elect us. Well, we don't have a plan, but we know it's their fault. That was never, that wasn't enough. So that's, I guess we, I mean, we can probably dispose of a couple of things here. Like, oh, the price of gas. Oh, there's no way Joe Biden can win if the price of gas is blah, blah, blah. Oh, there's no way the Democrats win if Joe Biden's approval rating is blah, blah, blah. There, we can just dispose of all of that bullshit, right? It's over. Well, no, I, I don't think it's, it's, it's totally over on like gas prices, but the fact is they came down enough. They came down enough that it wasn't a day-to-day, top-of-mind crisis moment like it was when we saw gas prices. Uh, we'll just use what we have around here. It went from maybe what they were like in about two twenty, maybe a, a year ago, two twenty-five, all the way up to you know well past four dollars, and in other places, depending on where you are. Uh, proportionally the same, which which gets you in California from from three eighty up to seven dollars, but they were coming down and they had stabilized enough. So all the credit, Joe Biden, he's taking gasoline and oil out of the strategic oil. That's not what it's used for. Guess what? Joe Biden was a very smart politician, and he did what needed to be done so that. Democrats running for office across the country didn't, no matter what was being said to them in debates, like the dumb piece of shit debate that we had in North Carolina between the two Senate candidates. And by the way, I am so not over this. I'm so I'm I'm still steaming even more. You're crawling every day when I think about the fact that this state went against the tide and elected a third-rate, standard Republican haircut. Is that haircut number one, two, or three that Ted Budd I think that's two that he has. I think that's the second one. An an inconsequential blob when we had a chance to make history. And I don't know the answer to this question. Maybe you do. I doubt you do. But let's think about this. Was Sherry Beasley a, a willing candidate? Was she recruited... Was it her idea to run for Senate? Because to me, she never seemed to have that, I got to win this. I got to have this for you, not for me, but for you. Not about a personal, but she didn't seem to have that. Mm -hmm. And we saw it in a lot of other candidates across the country who won, who were Democrats. We even saw it in Tim Ryan, who lost in Ohio, but he lost 
in Ohio by you know, not that great of a margin. And, you know, Trump won the state by a bigger margin than he lost to to J.D. Vance. So um, I don't consider his campaign a, a failure because of him, the candidate. Uh, I don't know. What was the internal po- what was the internal polling showing on that? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. But, that, but that see, that's what bugs me about the North Carolina exception. And we are the exception now. Um, God, that was a flippable seat, wasn't it? Richard mm. Burr. Huh. So flippable. It really was. Yeah, we, we had some inside really information. Was. I can't say where it's from, but we said that, that the, allegedly the Beasley campaign had an opportunity to have Barack Obama come to North Carolina and they really? just couldn't get, yeah, they couldn't get their shit together. You obviously don't read your texts. <laughs> What, what, that is, what do you mean they couldn't get their shit together? I mean, they they didn't want him, or they, they couldn't couldn't get the scheduling right. They couldn't get the time or the place, or the, they couldn't. Stop. It just didn't happen, and they fumbled just stop. it. Just shoot me! No, just shoot me right now. <laughs> and that comes from a pretty good source. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's what the share. So I don't know. I don't know if it was her. What you're talking about, a lack of commitment, or a okay, I'll do it, or uh, her campaign was completely a bunch of toads who had no idea what they were doing or I, I couldn't, or the national, uh, the democratic national committee, like going, eh, well, eh, here's a couple of dollars. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it seems like there was a confluence of, of problems. It seems like the ownership of this disaster has many fathers, uh, from where I'm standing. I don't think it, I don't think the commercials were bad. I don't, I don't think either. it was a lack of money. I also don't I, think the commercials I think, were, Brett, I don't, I think, I don't. I don't think the commercials were that good. I mean, I just think they were kind of there. Uh, but you can't. You know, there's no no one great commercial would have. Ch- you have to be fair about your own side when you're using the language for the other side, which is candidate quality. I'm not talking about human qualities. I'm not talking about decency. I'm not talking about qualifications. But as a a raw political animal. Sherry Beasley was a judge. Sherry Beasley was not a politician. No. And uh, yes, we are are into these days, at least considering people who are are not burdened by politics in their past. I'm not a politician. I'm different. Um, And that can work at times. You can even be the host of a reality TV show with uh, no actual knowledge or skills about anything let alone having a law degree and being a state Supreme Court judge and get elected to high office in this country. This isn't about her qualifications. They're so far beyond Ted Budd. It's, it's, it's not even. But, but just as a candidate, candidate skills, I don't think she had them. And, no. and I think that's all it was. I yeah, but he didn't. He didn't have them either. But when, when the Republican doesn't have them and he's a white guy, you end up with an advantage. <laughs> When he's well, a, you're right. You're yeah, right. The, well, plus, the plus, plus the latent racism here <laughs> in this state, for some reason, uh, for federal offices, I I don't understand. I don't I don't get it. I it's so I, it's so like you, you this guy has no, he's such a backbencher, and that's really an insult to backbenchers. I mean, he's really there's not a brain in that dude's head. He just kind of walks around. He looks like a big white guy, and he's strapping. And that's where it was his campaign stuff. And it was just never, they didn't really do a good job. They were playing not to lose. They, that was a, you know, in the National Football League, you have those game manager quarterbacks. 
those DLG quarterbacks is what they call them, don't lose the game. Ted, just don't go out there and throw an interception. Ted, just don't go out there and fumble the ball. And that's essentially what happened. I mean, that's, that's, that's the deal. So, so Britt, you're against Eddie Haskell getting elected senator, huh? <laughs> Mrs. Just, Cleaver, you look so nice today. I can only hope that he'll be wrapped up in some sort of ridiculous scandal, uh, again, involving a live boy or a dead girl, uh, at some point in time when he goes to Washington. I hope that he's such a rube and a hayseed. I mean, he's had a little success on the House side, and he's been up there for a while. But I hope now he completely gets ensconced in this stuff. He loses his mind. He sees his first prostitute and goes, go away, and just goes crazy. That's what I hope Mm -hmm. happens. All right. Uh, Is your 401k okay? Uh, Carrie Lake should go jump in the lake. Let's do Pence on CNN. Did you see him? Yeah, I did actually see some of this. Uh, Oh, I do want to talk about this. Was there ever a male version of the Stepford Wives made? That guy is not human. Do you ever listen? Listening to him talk, it is so measured and staccato and horrible. What'd you think of? uh, What'd you think of Tapper? I thought Tapper did a good job. He he did okay, but um. It's just this idea that you wrote a 500-page book and you're supposedly talking about things that you should have talked about in public, under oath, in front of the January 6th. Well, you know what? Uh, I have no obligation to uh, testify to the Congress. Uh, they have no no right. You know, separation of powers, uh, Jake. Have you heard of that, you dumbass? Uh, don't you know? That's a load of shit, and here's why. Mike Pence should never have even used the word subpoena. Mike Pence should have stepped forward, stepped forward, and spoken to the January 6th committee without having to be pushed or cajoled or asked or subpoenaed or sent a nice, cute letter or a Western Onion telegram. And anything less than that is an inexcusable dodging of his obligation to the country. That's that correct. He so professes to love. There is That's correct. No- and what, what was his, what was his uh, statement? The Congress does not have a right to my testimony. You know what I have to say to that? It's a, it's a Latin phrase. Fuck you. If you truly love this country and you care about what happened on January the 6th, 2021, when our capital was nearly burned down in a way it hadn't been since the war of fucking 1812, it wouldn't matter about who kill has, you. They wanted to kill you. kill you. If you cared about this country as much, again, as Brad just said, as you profess to, they wouldn't have to drag you in there and subpoena you and you go, no, I'm not going to do it. That's the other thing I love about this shit, by the way. Now that the House Republicans are taking over, we're going to have subpoena power. We're going to get this Hunter Biden thing worked out, this FTX thing. We're going to, hey, from what I've learned over the past couple of years, subpoenas are particularly, they're just a suggestion. That's what I've learned over the past couple of years. I don't know about you. When somebody gets subpoenaed, they might go, they might fucking not. Who knows, Brad? Who knows? If if you had to do it all over again, not that we're talking out of school here at all, I do think the committee made a mistake and they should have subpoenaed Pence and Trump on day one. 
but they didn't. Uh, they knew that getting Trump would almost be an impossible mission. Uh, and I don't know what the thinking was with Pence, since he was the intended victim, the actual intended victim. But that line that you threw out that Pence used, that, what is it, I have no obligation to uh, talk to the Congress, but you do have an obligation to talk to the people of the United States of America. We don't care about the Congress either, but the only way you can talk to the United States of America and the citizens who voted for you or who didn't vote for you, all of us, is to speak in a venue where it counts. It doesn't matter what you say on CNN. It doesn't matter what you write in your book. It doesn't matter what you say on some podcast somewhere. Mm -hmm. It only matters when you appear in an official capacity and you speak to the country and you speak to the country under penalty of perjury over such an important issue. And his response to that was, well, you know, the, the committee that really bothered me that uh, uh, they went ahead and it wasn't, you know, th these were just, a, it was a stacked group of people on there. And Nancy Pelosi went ahead without a Republican. And of course he completely forgets and actually lies about the fact that number one, there were two Republicans on there and you don't get to say, well, they don't count as Republicans because they didn't like Trump that no, Adam Kinzinger and, and Liz Cheney, sorry, they were Republicans. So uh, on the technical decision here, it was a bipartisan committee. You could make the argument, you could make the argument that she should have let the bomb throwers on there, the Jim Jordans and all that, to go nuts and make idiots of themselves. And that would have been more credible you could make that argument i don't think it would have mattered it would have turned that into a circus of course and uh, that's what they wanted and on balance mike pence he had one moment he had one moment of glory he had uh, uh what was the name of the guy who uh, caught eli manning's pass in the super bowl and that one oh. catch yeah, he pinned the thing. Uh, David Tyree. Yeah, he had that one great catch. And he wrote a book on it and everything else. And then he, you were talking about Doug Flutie, Jarvis Phelan. He's the guy that he caught the bomb from Doug Gerard. Flutie. Gerard. Gerard. Oh, Gerard Phelan. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so those these guys have one. Can, can we, I want to talk about one other moment that really just chapped my fucking ass. Is when he goes in, they talk about him going into the Oval Office for the first time to talk to Trump after January the 6th, after Donald Trump sent people to go murder him and his family. And he sits down and he goes, and he talked to him and he said he was very upset and he was very terse. And he goes, you know, but the president looked really remorseful. And, and Jake, in my faith, we believe in second chances. And I told the president that he needed to pray about this and I would pray for him as well. But I, I think he really, it was it, the, the essence was, I think Donald Trump really gets it. He really gets it. He did something terribly wrong. Hang on. Hang on. I got to go get a rope. <laughs> keep, keep going. I don't have a rope, but I do have a, this, a, is, what I, this is what I love I, about I think I'm going to hang myself right here. <laughs> this is what I love about sanctimonious people that are always putting their faith forward all the God. time. They always put their faith forward, and it's fine. Live your life as you wish. As far as I know, 
Mike Pence has been faithful in every way to his Christian beliefs. I mean, he, I mean, he would say he's not a perfect person. He sins, whatever. But he's been great to his wife, great to his kids. He's been forthright in his uh, business dealings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These people always profess to, like, lecture and talk down to you and go, you know, you may not get this, Jake Tapper, Jew, but we over here, we forgive people. And uh, I'm going to out-forgive the fuck out of everybody on the planet. So I hope you can deal with that, and uh, that's what Jesus wants me to do. And mwah, Jesus, follow her out. It See, really here's gets- the flaw. Wait, but here's the flaw in that concept. Here, you can forgive Donald Trump all you want, and you can tell the truth to the American people in front of the January sixth committee. Yeah. Yeah. The two are not conflicting ideas. Yeah, those are they're not, not competing ideas. They're not. They're and also, not. Here's, here's another thing about the Bible. The Bible does not say that forgiveness is a substitute for accountability. It just never says that. Old Testament, New Testament, the stuff the Mormons fixed well, in there. It just Britt, never I, says that. I believe that. there are some punishments that are uh, uh, listed somewhere yeah. in, the, in that book. I, I, I can't tell you. One or two. One, I, it never says, hey, we should forgive in lieu of being accountable. Never says that. Not for one minute. And it's like, yeah. you're the asshole, again, if you can't get past it. It's always my analogy about the dinner well, party where the guy takes the shit in the middle of the floor. Doesn't, doesn't forgiveness usually follow some kind of request for it that is associated with a person uh, confessing their sins, telling you what they did wrong, and then you say back to them i understand you you did that that was wrong we're not even close to that okay this is just a a pathetic human being avoiding for political reasons remember he wants to run for president you know what a chance hey get on board and if he he came out full bore to the january 6th committee but more importantly to the people of the United States, that includes Republican primary voters, well, he just wouldn't have a chance in 2024, Britt. So you know what? You have to get get some understanding for where Mike Pence was coming from. You have to you have to feel sorry for him, don't you? Yeah, he's the victim in God. all this. He is the victim in all this. That is uh, just that's the bottom of the barrel. That shithead. I mean, he, he writes a book. The book is supposed to put him front and center for the 2024 nomination, which he's never going to get. And he's going to make a few bucks, but then he uses his faith to like sell shit. Like it just, he's just using his faith all over the place and using the Lord to just sell shit, sell, 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 sell. Fuck you. Get out. You're always half honest. Mike Pence is always half honest about every given situation. He'll go like, I do this. And then and he won't go all the way with anything. He won't go all the way toward holding uh, Trump accountable. Well, I stood up for democracy. Well, would you like to tell the Congress about what? No, fuck them. You just can't, for some reason, go all the way with this shit, you know? All right, Britt, can you always trust Facebook? Of course you can. Of course you can. At uh, 1 o'clock this day, a little bit more than an hour ago, the Wall Street Journal went live with a story. Headline. Meta employees and security guards fired for hijacking user accounts. Oh, boy. Uh, this is uh, more than uh, two dozen, which is news speak for more than 24. 
Huh. For some reason, they love that word dozen, don't they? That's another one of my news pet peeves, using the word dozen. No one in real life ever uses that word. Is it a baker's dozen, Brad? Yeah. That's very sensitive. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> All right, so uh, Meta, Facebook, has fired uh, at least 25 or so employees and contractors they accuse them of improperly taking over user accounts, allegedly sometimes for bribes. According to people familiar with the matter and documents viewed by the Wall Street Journal, some of those fired were contractors who worked as security guards at facilities, meta Facebook facilities, and they got access to Facebook parents' internal mechanism for employees to help users having trouble with their accounts. Have you ever had it where it's it, your, your Facebook account screws up and you can't get into it and you're you're down to that old uh, change the password thing sure and then even that doesn't work i guess yeah. that's what they're talking about here where people were locked out and they finally got through because there is no phone number at facebook i don't believe you can't just call up and talk to someone but these people had the ability to get into the system and they could see what you were doing and then they would hijack your account and take it over as you and then maybe get back to you and say, if you want your own account back, pay us money. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, wow. Hmm. This is what they've done. It's, it's really a hard time. They're, they're laying off a lot of people in uh, Silicon Valley for various reasons. Meta's had their problems. The great ultimatum from Elon Musk is great. I, I do love this. And, and they, his employees were given a deadline. You're going to work like dogs for me or take the severance. Hmm, that's a really tough choice. I'm going to work for the biggest piece of shit walking, and I'm going to work for probably not fair market share, and I'm work a lot of hours for really no end, or I can just take the money and sit over here. I don't know, Elon. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. Hey, I got a, an idea here. It's never going to go anywhere, and it's it's just kind of stupid, but I was thinking of it last night. You know, wh what would you do right now? Trump's already announced he's running. There's got to be something to derail him and make him happy at the same time and give him something else to do. You know, he's like a, he's like a dog that you, you have to give him something to, to go over there in the corner and just chew on and just enjoy. Right. Right. Um, and Trump's dream has been – Going back now, we know at least 40 years, he wanted to be an NFL team owner, a National Football League team owner. The, the closest he got to that was owning the what New Jersey Generals of the USFL, the, uh, the other league, which you know, he was a dreadful owner and he destroyed the league itself. Um, so, but, you know, you could put that up there with Trump stakes and Trump won and Trump University and all the other shit that, that he touches that's uh, turned to to nothing um but he he still dreamed to to uh, get his hands on an nfl team and it wasn't he trying to make a move on the buffalo bills about 15 years ago or so when when yes. it was first talked about selling them the uh, the ralph wilson family he was getting old it wasn't, was he, never, wasn't he trying to make a move and they blocked it, him yeah it was never really <laughs> serious right all right all right so it, you know what it's time you, you have to make your choices of the what's the for the greater good and sometimes that can involve something that you might not want. But the Washington commanders clearly are either on the block or going to be on the block. They're going to get sold. 
and it looks like the price is what around five billion dollars. A lot. Sounds like five billion. Uh, and they're going to get rid of a dreadful owner, Dan Snyder. Well, I think that the Washington Commander should stay in the ownership ranks with another dreadful owner, Donald Trump. Give him, (laughs) finally give him what he really wants, an NFL team. But here's part of the deal. We'll give you an NFL team. The the league itself should, should, you know, pay Snyder to go away and gift Donald Trump. He's a grifter. This would just fit in with everything else in his life. He would get bribed by America through its most popular sport, the NFL. A $5 billion bribe to drop out of the race and run the Washington Commanders. Now, of course, the NFL would never agree to that because, you know, they don't want some crazy guy. They got enough crazy guys who are owners, but they don't need him. You don't but give you don't give Crimea to Putin. You don't give Poland to Hitler, and you yeah. don't give an NFL team to Trump. You just I understand don't. that. I I, <clears throat> I truly understand that. And and uh, in this case, though, it would come with a uh, I, you know I'll never run for president again. So in the case of Putin, uh, you know he wants Ukraine. It doesn't look like he's getting it. He's so close. They're doing so well. Uh, and. You know, you know, Hitler was never going to be satisfied. But in this case, Trump would be satisfied. He's, you know, in his late 70s. He it's, it's an iron. You can't run for. I won't run for president. I know it's not going to happen. I know it's a dream. But I'm just I'm, we, we have to think outside of the box right now. We really, really do. Because not in, I'm not into appeasement. I'm not into appeasement. He's he's as weak as he's ever been. Finish it. We have to finish this guy off. I don't care if it's in prison. I don't care if it's at the ballot box. He needs to be put down like a clown. That just has to happen. I'm not into ugh. Have you seen this lake effect snow story about Buffalo coming up on Sunday, by the way? Yeah, so they're going to get about uh, about four feet. You know, Britt, they know how to handle it up there. No, they're thinking of bugging out. We- they got to play. Uh, they're playing on Thanksgiving Day against Detroit. So they're thinking about. The Detroit Lions are going to be out of town this weekend, so one of the options is to move that game and have it played in Detroit. That would be one of the options available to the National Football League, of which... Wait, wait, wait. Uh, so so uh, Detroit's supposed to play in Buffalo this weekend? Detroit is supposed to play uh, in Detroit on Thanksgiving. Detroit is not playing at home on Sunday, so they're thinking of moving the Buffalo game to Detroit so they can play it in Detroit on Sunday. And then the Bills would just stay there and then play the game against Detroit on Thanksgiving Day on Thursday. <laughs> that, that seems to be – I mean, they, they played games like this. They've had situations like this where I think they played in Minnesota before where they've actually moved it to a, a big indoor stadium, stuff like that. I'm sorry. Britt, to me, that would just invalidate the whole season completely. <laughs> yeah, that does it. Uh, how's your how's your 401k doing? Uh, average 401k across America. Tabulations by Fidelity Investments down 23 percent so oh, far. I'm doing well. Year. I'm I'm only down almost 16 and a half. I'm looking right now 16.44 for the year. Uh, <clears throat> correct. correct. And I'm doing I'm doing like super risky stuff like an S&P index. I'm doing like really crazy out there shit. Well, uh, 
Average individual IRA also down 25%, 401k down 23%, but people are still contributing. Good job. Don't get weak, although I heard that last month, October, uh, a lot of people were stopping the inflow of money into the stock funds or the target funds, those kind of things, and just putting it into the the cash balance kind of funds, which is probably not a good idea. It feels good right now, but uh, over the long term, which these are supposed to be, these kind of accounts, you're not supposed to do that. But uh, that 23%, that's a, that's a tough one. But here we go. Let's go back to the original premise of this program today, which is the Republicans thinking that statistics like that would be enough for people to vote them solidly into uh, offices all over the country, right? Well, yeah. I mean, this, that, it, Joe- yes, of course. This, if I vote Republican, my 401k will go up, the price of gas will go down, and the price of bread will go down. Right. I, you, you simplified it exactly the way they, they, they would want it done. But it's funny, Britt. We're saying that now. You didn't hear that during the campaign, really. And, and that actually would have been a more effective line of campaigning than the uh, dark portrait, for instance, that Trump painted the other night down in Florida. The whole world was coming to an end. But just maybe they realized, and maybe the internal polling that we're not privy to, that you, I believe correctly said, is much better than what the public polling was showing, was that that wasn't going to move people's votes, that people who do contribute to their retirement account, accounts through their employees. They, they have been schooled enough by the uh, human resources person to go, look, this is not a good year, but you keep contributing and your dollar cost averaging at a lower price and things will be better. The sun will come out tomorrow. So it, because it all goes back to Trump blowing his fat mouth off at a lot of rallies saying, if you looked at your phone, Joe Biden is destroyed. He's destroyed. It'll be zero soon. Remember all that crap? And just just put that in the uh, in the file of uh, shit that Trump has said that. that the uh, the IRA, by the way, down 16.72%, which is what, a little. Yours? Yeah, it's a little different than it's, it's not an S&P index. It's got a, a certain strategy involved. It's a little more aggressive. Oh, it involves uh, wagering on football, doesn't it? I just had a lot of money in this company called FTX. Uh, the guy who runs it's genius. I don't know if you heard about it, but they're he's he's really good. I, I just saw a piece about a guy who, uh, like two weeks ago, two weeks ago, he was ready to put like, all of his money into it, and he said no. And That's then they came that. back to him and said, "No, you got to do this." And he said no a second time, and it was two days before the whole thing blew up. So he feels, rightfully so, pretty good. So you've uh, you've seen the supercut of people calling Elon Musk a genius, like on CNBC, and they just they cut it up, and it's like, oh, Elon Musk, and you've seen the people the, the supercut of them calling this guy, uh, Bankman Freed or whatever his name is, uh, they calling him a genius. Oh, genius, genius. Oh my God, it's genius. The guy's future. All this shit. He basically, he's really pretty awful. 
uh, not only in his business practices and stuff. Now, and also I need to introduce a little bit of a, a conspiracy theory because you know what the Republican conspiracy theory is on this one. He gave a lot of money to the Democrats, so that's number one. He won't be investigated. Bankman Freed won't be investigated for any wrongdoing, malfeasance, et cetera, et cetera. Well, wait a minute. Wouldn't that be a reason that he would be investigated by the Republicans who now control the committees that are going to do? Well, you're finding a flaw. You're finding a flaw in the conspiracy. Now, he was the number two Democratic no, the, uh, donor behind George Soros. Yeah, but the the num- the the uh, the statute of limitations for investigating it really it's it's over on December 31st. So the Democrats are still going to be after that. You can't do you can't really do it anymore. See again, you, you're you're blowing up the conspiracy theory. And the other thing is they had. On their balance sheet, a coin called Trump lose. You can look this up. It's called Trump lose. And that means that he hated Donald Trump and he wanted Donald Trump to lose. By the way, he also had a a coin on there called Trump win. You were supposed to bet on these two coins and you were supposed to try to invest in them. And if Trump won, I think this was in 2020, it would be worth a dollar. And if Trump lost, it would be worth zero, which is eventually what it was. But you don't want to, again, these are conspiracy theories. The, the Republicans are, are in on it. They know exactly what's going on. The other great conspiracy theory that I know that you know that I've heard is that John Fetterman isn't in office for himself. They're going to use this as a Trojan horse to get his wife to be the senator from uh, the, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. This is, uh, this is the, the theory that's being floated openly by a bunch of your favorite Republican douchebags. Well, Britt, uh, I happen to believe that, and here's why I believe it. <laughs> because there's one of these conspiracies playing out right before your very eyes and mine right now as we speak. Nancy Pelosi has basically been running a scam to be in office just so that she can resign and have her daughter take over that office she decided in 1987 1987 35 years ago she would and she would be in office for 35 years and then turn it over and you know what it's brilliant Mm -hmm. it's because that's such a long time nobody would think it's possible but i know better i know better (laughs) she did uh Carrie Lake will finish up with the great Carrie Lake, who now is thrown into the dustbin of history as the desert Sarah Palin. She's all in now on not only not conceding the, apparently she's like the only one. Yeah. The rest of them have conceded their races. Is any of this, I, I got to ask you, do you think this is sticking? Do you think there's any resonance? Cause to me, it seems like people are kind of like blowing it off. Well, that, um, um, any normal intelligent person would be, but the the uh, interesting theory, I can't remember who uh, wrote about that. It might have been Charles Blow, the New York Times, or someone like that, that or, or maybe Brett Stevens, that if you look at all these, well, conspiracy theorist, election liar candidates who said, uh, uh, okay, I admit it, I lost. Election wasn't fixed. I concede the race. Good luck to you. I pledge my support, just like any normal candidate had done in the past. That that is a tacit acknowledgement that they know it was all bullshit all along. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we're not supposed to say that. We're just supposed to accept the the uh, newfound decency of these people, uh, and and not bring up 
you know, what led us to this moment. But that stops when uh, you get to the lake's edge. <laughs> I see what you did. Uh, I see what you right, did. Right. And, 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 and she's, of course, completely uh, uh, still into to full denial and is going to marshal all the all the resources that she can she can come up with to reverse this and find the fraud and blah, blah, on, on and on it goes. Well, the and real I question we want to know is, is this going to lead to a gig on Fox? I mean, in well, the old days, this would have done it. We, we, we talked about the, uh, the, the, the curvy couch yeah. possibilities for her. And I, I think it's still there, but, but, uh, the quote is I'm collecting evidence right now. <laughs> Our election officials failed us miserably. What happened to Arizonans on election day is unforgivable. Tens of thousands of Maricopa County voters were disenfranchised. And now I'm busy collecting evidence and data. Rest assured, I've assembled the best and brightest legal team, and we're exploring every avenue to correct the many wrongs that have been done this past week. You know what I think? Maybe she's got that famous group of investigators who never left Hawaii yeah. and are still digging around for evidence about Barack Obama's They're going to get there. You know, and, uh, I, you know, I did the cola guard thing back in the spring in lieu of a, you know, a colonoscopy, so I went into my bathroom about 10 feet from where I'm sitting now. And I collected evidence. That's what I did. That's essentially what she's doing. That's what she's doing. And, and uh, there's a columnist for the Arizona Republic named uh, EJ Montini. He's been out there for 30 years. He's like one of those kind of columnists. He's like that, the guy. And uh, he says, look, here's the deal. Here's the deal in Arizona. He says, I've been out here for 35 years. There've only been a couple of democratic governors in all that time. And mostly this is a Republican state and every bit of election apparatus, every method, every bit of infrastructure in this state for elections is essentially a production of the Republican Party. And so for <laughs> Carrie Lake, so for Carrie Lake to and this, again, this is easily I mean, that's easily verifiable. Anybody who really wanted to do the re could easily verify what he's saying. Well, it's not it's not a question. It's not you don't have to even verify. It. I mean, that, that's just a fact. Yeah. Uh, and 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 so this is just like a couple of years ago with with Trump, because, you know, in just about all of the states that he was contesting, which were just coincidentally uh, battleground states. Very often, these are states that uh, might have had a lot of Republican infrastructure. You saw the Republicans who are part of the election committees and the counters all saying to Trump and going to court and knocking out all these lawsuits saying, you, you got nothing. And of course, it's the same here. It's probably even more ridiculous in Arizona because, I mean, she's got nothing. She's got nothing. And... um it's 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 going to go nowhere and it's a it's a waste of time and money um but but she's going to be the one that goes down to the bitter end i mean i mean i i guess from her point of view she was probably drinking the kool-aid a couple of weeks ago which had her not just winning by a big margin in arizona to become the governor there but my god she was already being talked about for vice president or president um, does that remind you of uh, any other person who might have been a governor of, say, a state 
not where the weather is so warm, but it's yeah. really, really cold and it's yeah. really, really north that they thought really they had what it takes. I guess that would be the I guess that would be the John McCain factor. That would be the, the connection between those two people you're talking about. Right, right. And uh, um, by the, the way, way. Did, did, did you catch that moment where this must have been last week or, you know, the week before the election? She was in front of a group. It wasn't a giant group, but it doesn't matter because, you know, every second that she's breathing, you know, she had a camera crew with her, mm-hmm. if not, you know, a public media cameras and, 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 and bloggers and, 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 and people who are recording every word she was saying. And she looked around the room and, and said something to the effect of, are, are there any John McCain uh, supporters, fans in here? If there are, get out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Again, um, I don't know my Arizona politics all that well, but John McCain still kind of a revered figure in kind of. in Arizona, even though, of course, he went against his president and did not help to destroy Obamacare when yeah. the party and the country really needed him to do so. But other than that. Shitting on John McCain is not really a great strategy if you're running for a statewide office in Arizona. You don't think I mean, so? I, I don't, don't think, think so. I don't think it is. Yeah. And and you got to see kind of his revenge. It was John McCain's revenge yeah. against uh, both you know her and for and Blake Masters in yeah. this uh, this election. 